0: Hello and welcome everyone to the 25th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. We are back to our normal release schedule now that the 12 days of Star Wars is over. Uh, We ended in February, but if you're interested in checking that out, we have that on our archives on our website. If you type in Pointy Hatcast, you'll find it. It's everywhere. iTunes, Google, you name it. We probably have it out there. Anyways, I'm your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch, and we are joined today by our co hosts, fellow basement dwellers, Barry. What's up? And Isaiah is still offline in New Zealand. Today's episode is on staking it to the man, quite literally, Parasite. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Once again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Parasite was released on November 8th, 2019 in the US. We just realized that it won a lot of Oscars. So congratulations. I won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Form Language Film, Best Original Screenplay. Got nominated for Production Design and Film Editing. So a little bit of applause there. For uh, parasite,
1: yeah, I think the best part is Bong Joon Ho. The director was getting noticeably drunker and drunker for <laughs> <award they> one. <laughs>
0: it's like shots, shots. <laughs> yeah. uh, going back to the intro, yeah, it was directed by Bong Joon Ho. The screenplay was written by Bong Joon Ho and Han Jin Won. It stars Hong Gang Ho, Lee Hong Hyun, Cho Yo, Jung choi Woo Sik, Park So Nam, and many more. I'm Thinking we're probably just going to refer to their character names or their roles instead of their Korean names. Because I don't think anyone's going to remember. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> anyway, currently as of this podcast, that's around 2 minutes score for. Of 99% for critics and 93% for audience. All unemployed, ki tech and his family take particular interest in the wealthy and glamorous parks. As they ingratiate themselves into their lives and get entangled in an unexpected incident. Barry, why don't you take us away?
1: I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really well shot, very cinematic, uh, well edited. It's tough to call performances because it is a foreign language film. And, you know, not speaking the language, you miss out on Mm. a decent amount of nuance, you know, with the performance. But everything is good. I like, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Song, the one that works with Bong Joon-ho all the time, the father. Anyway, I really like him. He was in The Host, he was in Snowpiercer, he's in all of his movies. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Like, he has this weird, almost macabre approach to his acting, which I kind of like. The score is a little bit interesting. A lot of use of classical music kind of draped over the scene, not really super noticeable or anything. I thought that the symbolism was pretty on the nose in the film. Yeah. Along with the core message, but it was, it's, you know, it's fine. It's a movie about stuff, and I appreciate that. Lots of surprisingly funny humor. Yeah. (laughs) Surprisingly funny humor. I wasn't really expecting that out of the film, but I got a good, a couple good hearty chuckles out of it. And yeah, pretty enjoyable. What'd you think, Sam?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think for me personally, when I was... Watching this movie beforehand, a lot of people were hyping it up to be like this amazing film. And it is an amazing film in its own right. I think it's a little overhyped. That said, I think it's well done. There's multiple layers you can enjoy it at the first level. It's a weird, kooky story about a weird, kooky family doing stuff. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it too much right now. (laughs) Yeah, kooky. We'll we'll get into it. Uh, And then there's the obvious symbolism, the thing that's like, Right there in front of you, like classism, and uh, how it kind of sucks. But yeah, I think great performances. Yeah, I agree with Barry. There's a lot of humor in there, especially there's a scene with hot sauce. We can get into it later. But I, I bust out laughing when when he pulled up the tissue with the hot sauce on it. I was like, oh my god, this is this is genius. Uh, this is like the funniest thing I've seen. But uh, yeah, great film on multiple levels i especially think the editing is what stands out to me the most how smooth it is how almost like every second every minute of the movie is there with a purpose if you're confused as to like a certain scene having purpose if you go back and read some commentary on it you're like oh mind-blowing everything does have a purpose and i don't know like i i felt like my time wasn't wasted. I have this issue with other movies where uh, they kind of waste your time. Anyways, back to you, Barry. Highly enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: it's very focused. A lot of very visual storytelling. They do a lot of shot-to-shot visual allegory to Mm -hmm. compare these two families for people that, you know, they obviously have very different circumstances, but it parallels them visually. So you can compare them. It's something that is pretty obvious, but then... There's little subtle things in there, too, which I can appreciate. Mm. Um, I guess I guess we should dive a little bit into spoilers. Sure. Or did you have anything else you wanted to say first? I just think that we could...
0: I mean, I have to rewatch the movie over and over again to get down a while of the editing so much. But I think uh, if you want to get better as an editor, this movie is a great study on how to make a movie awesome just through editing. Set the pace... Don't waste the audience's time tonally. There's so many things, little touches they do with the editing that makes it superb. And the funny thing is, I think the editor uh, was using like Final Cut 7, like a really old version, 10 years old, goes to show that you don't need the latest and greatest to make a good movie. Yeah, you don't. There's like one scene where the son is teaching the father how to act. And they literally cut together two scenes because uh, the pacing was a little off. So if you notice it in the transition from the father to the son, if you pause it Oh, you're there, talking about
1: the montage, yeah.
0: Yeah, the montage, yeah. Like, you see that it's two actually two different clips that they just cut together because the pacing didn't fit with just one of them. And there's so many other things that they do that, you know, just little touches that I'm like,
1: well done. Well done. It's like a very condensed example of, of pretty solid editing. Yeah. The classic, Jose said, and then, and then, meanwhile, back at the farm. And then, and then, meanwhile, back at the farm. <laughs> you know, it, a plot, B plot. And condensed into this little, little fun little montage.
0: Uh, it's so good because there's a scene where they are going up an elevator, and then they repeat that when they're climbing up the stairs to the house, and they, they frame it the same so it kind of looks like they're kind of taking a uh, escalator sorry escalator up and i'm just like oh that's visually like there's parallel there all of these things are oh man <laughs> yeah. there's so many things there yeah
1: great little cinematic parallels in the framing and the presentation of uh characters in place like the blocking of the actors with the father leading at first and then behind her as the plot unfolds so good that's pretty that's very well done
0: it's like he's, he's in control, but she doesn't know. He's, like, leading her on. I mean, there's, still, there's multiple things going on in that montage. Yep. It's too good. It's yeah, too good. It's pretty <laughs> wonderful.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll say as sort of a last note before we dive into spoilers. Uh, this, this, the filming and the cinematography of this film is very visually appealing. They use a lot of squares, a lot of lines, box shapes to really fill in the frame and it's all very appealing especially in in both homes actually in Mm -hmm. in the key family and the uh was it the doe family in park both their homes are filled with like lines and squares and shapes like that to draw like a another subtle parallel between the families and they're all always Mm -hmm. framed like that too almost every shot has like a square or rectangle or like parallel lines in it it's pretty interesting
0: be a fan of squares
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it's not like the most amazing thing but it's something i definitely noticed and it's it's pretty cool Hmm. cinematic choice
0: makes to watch it it again
1: yeah it makes it more like a little more visually appealing and adds a little bit of a little bit of again visual allegory but i guess we'll dive into spoilers then
0: (laughs) all right spoilers
1: from here on out unless you have anything else
0: i mean i can go on about the editing but yeah that that's pretty much it. Cool. So,
1: spoilers. Obviously, this movie is about classism, Mm -hmm. amongst some other things. The parallel between these two families, like this this super poor family, basically conning a rich family into hiring them all. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a heist movie.
1: (laughs) Sort of. I, I, I appreciate... What I really appreciate is that there's no real villain... Yes, yes. ...in this film. There's definitely the protagonist are not the heroes either. No real heroes, no real villains. And yet it all kind of <laughs> brews into this big storm, this big mess at the end.
0: It's just kind of like life sucks, you know?
1: Yeah. We live in a society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An interesting thing I noticed is that the, everything in this film actually is a set. None of these locations are real. Mm. Their home... Both the homes are were completely fabricated. I, I believe completely fabricated for this, and all the rooms inside of each of the houses, well, at least in the bigger house, in the rich family's house, all of those are separate sound stages. So that there's the sense that the space, the geometry of the house does not quite work,
0: <laughs> mm, okay. which is
1: interesting. The poor family's house, actually, that entire location is a giant set. Wow, that entire alley, that little street, one big set that they built for this film specifically to film the flood scene i looked this up because i was wondering how the hell they filmed that (laughs) i'm like Mm. jesus how did you guys film this it turns out the entire street is the set not just that house and they built everything everything is built all of that weathering all the garbage everything is a set just so they could get that effect of all the rain and the flood water like filling it up
0: it look real to me
1: yeah, cause, I mean, because they did it practically. <laughs> it's a giant practical set that they built on a big bathtub thing, like a big pool. <laughs> and they just flood it. Yeah, then they just flooded it. Uh, okay. Which is really cool. When a filmmaker goes that length to film something, I really appreciate it. It's, it's great artistry. Yeah. It really sold me on the scene. I was just thinking the whole time, how did you film this? How did you get all that water in there?
0: It turned out great. Yeah, it looks, it looks wonderful.
1: I mean, that not-so-subtle scene transition where it's the rich people on their literal hill (laughs) (laughs) enjoying the rain, and then they're going home, and their shitty house is flooded, and shit is literally spewing from their toilet. (laughs) Did you like that visual? Did you like that allegory, by the way? In their house, in this crappy alley, the toilet is the highest thing in the house. They're literally living
0: lower than shit. It made a bold statement. I missed it the first time around until you pointed that out.
1: It's also visually hilarious.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> the the girl is just sitting on top of the toilet. She don't give a crap as it's spewing up poop. She's just sitting there so she could stay dry and light a cigarette. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> when life got you down, just uh, smoke it away, vape nash. <laughs> yeah,
1: she just like Ugh, everything sucks, and it's yeah. lighting up a cigarette. I like to point out my favorite visual gag in the film, which is when they're right before that, when they're escaping from the house and they're kind of crawling along the ground and the father's kind of dragging himself on. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, there's this wonderful frame where they're looking out at their son sleeping in the backyard and his feet are just in the bottom
0: corner of the frame. (laughs) You're Just like, oh no, oh no. Oh man, that's that's great too, because right before that, so this is where the family was basically living in the rich people's house because they went out on a camping trip, but then it got rained out, so they came back early, so they had to hide on the table. And then the husband and wife of oh, the, the rich husband and wife were like being pervs, basically, but they put that scene in there. They're basically touching each other, and they do it in a really awkward way, and uh, they. The director put that scene in there intentionally because he realized that most people will be watching the movie with like friends and family. So he wanted you to feel awkward just as the the family under the table was feeling awkward. And I was like, that's a nice touch. It's not just like a, a sex scene for no reason. It's uh, there to be extremely awkward. <laughs> I don't know if you felt that. I felt a little bit awkward watching it because it was like, they went into something like, weird stuff that it was like i don't think normal people do this <laughs> what's going on i don't know i was like hooray boobies boobies <laughs> <laughs> they made me show the boobies I was just touching a boobie
1: i don't know it's a movie that made me feel all sorts of strange and uncomfortable emotions which i appreciate yeah anything that can make you feel like oh oh god <laughs> oh god I like that uh, the sister supposedly fakes going to uh, Illinois State University.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, the heck? Out of all the places you could have picked, this is the one?
0: Yeah, I was like, this college ain't that great, guys. Uh, you could picked, but then, you know, it's foreign to them. So they're like, oh, you went to school in, in the US of A. You must have been smart. Or at the very least, rich. I liked that the subplot around the sun...
1: With his drawings and how they're oh, like, oh yeah, he's like a he's like a Basque artist, and I'm like no, he's garbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you can see that he has some trauma when he was two years old. I'm like oh, how did you know? And I was like, dang, they're good at conning. What the heck? Like you gotta make a buck, you know, <laughs> any way you yeah. can. Yeah,
1: I like how sleazy they are, but you still yeah. root for them, you know? Yeah,
0: you do. Yeah.
1: And that other plot where his friend got him this tutoring gig. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't want all these guys hitting on her, you know. I'm, I'm going to ask her out once she goes to college. I think he immediately is hitting on her. Yeah, <laughs> and he does the
0: same thing. He says the same thing.
1: does the same thing. You're like, oh, you guys are all sleazeballs. And it's yeah. Wonderful.
0: I think they're doing it because she's rich. They want to marry into her family. I think that's probably the primary reason.
1: Maybe. I get the feeling that like maybe he actually liked her, but it's still a pretty ball thing to do. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's a little, a little less taboo with the age difference. It's still inappropriate, but back in Korea. I mean,
1: that's... I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like in Korea. In the US, this would be like... Ugh.
0: <laughs> you go to jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ugh, straight, to yeah.
0: jail. straight to jail. Straight <laughs> to jail. Do not pass code. Do not collect $100. Because
1: <laughs> she's like, sophomore... I don't know how the schooling works in there, but... She,
0: Oh, uh, there's three. It's the same as Japan, only three. So there's first year, second year, third year. She was a so second she, year.
1: So she'd be like 17 then.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I don't know how old, but yeah, translate like to US 17. age. Yeah, pretty much. Junior. Yeah. Junior in high school. I was like,
1: Jesus. If, it was, if she was a sophomore, that would be like, she was like 14. <laughs> and he, and he's like 20 something. Yeah. You're like what yeah. the heck?
0: Gross. I gotta look that up to see if there was another point because I'm a little bit out of touch with, with Korean society as a whole. Uh, so I'm not sure if there's like another layer to this because I missed missed a few of that kind of stuff. Just minor things you would have known if you were a Korean person living in Korea.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It felt, it felt pretty creepy.
0: Yeah, oh wait, I wanted to add something in. So like there's a joke that... Most people would have probably missed, unless you're familiar with Korean culture, where they're in the house and they're drinking, right? The poor family's drinking, and then they're joking, and the son's like, I'm going to marry her, blah, blah, blah. And then the mother's... Because she went in as the maid for the house, and she's like, you mean I'm going to be cooking and cleaning for my daughter-in-law? And then they're like, yes, and they're all laughing, and that's a joke, because in Korean culture, when you get a daughter-in-law for the family she does all the work she does all the cooking and cleaning instead of the mother so it's like a reversal of roles and you know that would have been a little tidbit there and probably flew over most people's heads
1: yeah they changed a couple things like that um they changed the translations i assume at least where they, he forged his college acceptance documentation and said like oh are you from oxford and i'm like That's probably not Oxford, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And then when they're talking about, like, frat boys, I'm like, are fraternities a thing in Korea? I don't think they are.
0: (laughs) Probably not. I don't think I got the same translation as you, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's fine. I get it. It's fine, yeah. You gotta, you know, make it relatable for a Western audience. Just move the story along. (sighs) Something's don't translate. It's like the same as anime. You can't really translate some things. Just leave it as is, like senpai. <laughs> that concept does not exist here. That exists in Korean culture too, by the way. it's almost the same pronunciation.
1: Really interesting. Yeah, Man, there there are some just wonderful shots in this film. I love that shot where they show the kid eating his cake, and he glances over to the basement, and the guy's head just peeks up over. Yeah. Him and <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, that was, and then he draws that too. Like, you know it's coming that there's, like, what he's referring to, and, like, if people haven't seen the movie, there's a a, a creepy dude living in their basement, because there's a secret, like, I don't know, bomb shelter or something hidden behind one of the drawers, the cabinets, it's like a little side door. Yeah, it's a little and, bunker. Yeah, bunker, and the, the maid, the old maid, she hid her husband in there, because they couldn't really live anywhere. And she couldn't really take care of him. So she's been hiding him in their basement. And he will come out every once in a while to get food when she does remember to feed him. And that's when the little kid saw him and got traumatized for life. And just drew him as a monster. And uh, But yeah, this guy has mental problems. And it's kind of... I don't know. I thought it was a little bit sad in that he's been living in the basement this entire time. And he's really grateful to the, the president president park because every time he walks up the steps he turns on the lights in in the house yeah. they think it's a motion detector but it's actually him and it's kind of like this dual statement where this dude is a parasite he can't live without the rich guy and the rich guy uh can he can live without the, the parasite obviously but like he just completely overlooks him as a person and just assumes that the lights turn on automatically and i'm just like man this this is deep. Also, it's very sad. <laughs> like, a very sad statement.
1: I don't know. It kind of bothered me because I've yeah. done some electrical work and I looked at it and I'm like, why would you wire something like that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly do like that?
1: Why are there just three switches in the fucking bunker? What is this? What electrician should uh... put this together and it's like, I don't know. I'll put the <laughs> light switches for each light separately in the basement. In the basement, yep. Like, what the heck is this? Not just the basement, the sub-secret special basement. Yep,
0: yep. I mean, obviously they put that there for the sake of symbolism. The normal house wouldn't be built like that. Or would it? Or would it? If you're really <laughs> weird, you could build it like that. If you have a fetish, I don't know. I mean,
1: any time like, houses with secret bunkers are shown in movies, I'm, I think, like, what contractor built this? Somebody Mm. had to go in there and pour the concrete and then, like, run all the conduit and, like, do all the electrical work, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm building this rich guy's secret (laughs) sex dungeon. This is kind of (laughs)
0: weird. And also, I want you to build these three switches to control these three lights separately. This is a must.
1: And put them at three separate heights. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, so the switches line up with the lights themselves. I would be like... I don't want to do that. <laughs> this is really dumb. <laughs> that sounds really dumb.
0: Like you said, no one is bad. It's just that everyone's a victim of their circumstances, and no one gets out doing well in this film.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. it because usually in a film like this about classism and you know rah rah against the society, like the rich person would just be a dickhead, right? Who would just yeah. be like an asshole and mistreat everyone. It's, like, the easy way to write it. And I appreciate that they didn't do that. They still, they're not, like, amazing people, but they're not really bad people either. Yeah.
0: They just want the best for their son. They mean well. They're, like, regular folks. They're pervs sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's, like, little things they show how they don't, like, they just don't really consider, like, that that income gap and, like, the difference in status and stuff like that. I mean, it's not really subtle, but it's definitely there. But it's also not like a scathing, you know, denunciation of them as people. They're just like, they're not evil. They're just a little bit of a dick, Mm -hmm. I guess. But everybody in this film is. I guess the the protagonists are probably even bigger dicks.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) we just conning this family.
0: (laughs) Not only that, they screw the headmaid out of her job.
1: Yeah, they screwed uh, the, the maid, the
0: driver. The driver.
1: You never see what happens to the driver either.
0: He probably, you know, is homeless now.
1: Yeah, that guy Min, his buddy Min, who hooked him up with his job.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't wonder know what happens to
1: him at the end of the movie. He's like, oh, you you
0: really <laughs> fucked <laughs> that up. <laughs> you screwed the pooch <laughs> real bad.
1: I guess I don't really want to spoil the actual end of the movie. I kind of don't want to spoil it. There is a lot of violence. There is. Wonderful rising tension throughout the film tarantino-esque i wouldn't say tarantino-esque like that that kind of idea of just ramping it up yes going to 11
0: real fast but
1: it's not it's not nearly as violent as yeah
0: it's not i think you know once upon a time in hollywood is there for me like nothing can beat that right now (laughs) but it reminded me of that movie the same like feeling i had when i saw that scene
1: Bong Joon-ho, in, in a way, reminds me of Tarantino, because Tarantino has this almost absurdist tone,
0: mm, like undertone yeah, to all yeah. of
1: his films. Like, when you watch his film, you know it's a film, right? He's not telling you that, that it's anything but a film. And in a way, he kind of establishes this almost, almost too much. He pushes the performances, the situations, almost like a step farther than you should to deliberately take you a little bit out of the moment so that you can look at it from, like, a different perspective. It's a classic Tarantino thing, and Bong Joon-ho definitely does that as well.
0: You nailed it, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, where they're under the table, and, like, <laughs> and like he's fondling his wife, and they're all just sitting there staring up at the table, like, oh, God. <laughs> like it, we're, like, in all the performances as well, I feel.
0: Not only that, the editing, too, because I think I was reading some commentary, and they said that, they wanted the editing to be at a, at a pace where it kind of felt like you were following them around and watching stuff happen. They didn't want you to be too in the film, like you said. Like, you're observing. You're an observer. And uh, I think it uh, mm-hmm. kind of nailed that in every regard. That's what they wanted.
1: Yeah, they definitely they want you to look at these situations, not like in the moment, but like yeah. kind of from an objective point of view, like, this is so weird. Bong Joon-ho was asking you to have a little chuckle
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh realize oh man this is uh this is how life is.
1: There's some great artistry in the film with that respect. Uh yeah, without spoiling the end of the film, it's fairly violent.
0: Also, I want to say that they subvert your expectations a little bit. Like you have an idea of what's going to happen and you know that there's going to be violence, but like mm-hmm. what actually happens, I didn't actually see it coming. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is not what I thought was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. thought something else was going to happen. Some other people were going to die, but it's like, nope. <laughs> and yeah. then a lot, of, a lot of people die. <laughs> no spoilers, though. Everyone die. I'm just kidding. Everyone does not die.
1: This movie is a great safety PSA for having banisters on staircases.
0: Without spoiling too much,
1: a lot of shit happens because people fall downstairs.
0: <laughs> yeah. My goodness. It looks like it hurts, too. It's all concrete. Oh yeah.
1: Have you ever fallen down onto like hard concrete? Because it is the worst.
0: No, I'm th- thankfully not yet. Hopefully never.
1: It is the worst feeling. You don't realize how hard the ground is until you've hit concrete. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's just no give.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just lie there and give up on life. I'll get up next week. I want to point out the ending too, because the actual ending, I'll just talk about a little bit. I'm not gonna spoil what happens. At that scene, but like after that, the very end, uh, there's a scene where the son is kind of like, the father writes a letter to the son. I don't want to spoil too much either here, but he reads it and then the son comes up with a plan and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to help my dad somehow. And you think it's a happy ending because it, it goes to like the future, just the son's imagination of what, what it's going to look like. And then, you know, he's like, I'm going to do this. But you realize that the ending is a lie because if you go back to (laughs) the beginning, his father always says the best plan is no plan. That way, whatever life throws at you, you can work with it. Work with what you got. It'll just work out in the end. Whenever you make a plan, it's going to fail. So if you remember that scene, that conversation, and you go apply it to this scene, realize that it's probably not going to happen because everything in this movie shows that life sucks. So, like, it's this really sad, sad moment where the son has these hopes, so you know it's not going to happen. Like, you know? Like, things might work out other ways, but yeah.
1: No, it's definitely not. You definitely nailed it. That's the, That wasn't the director's intention. The director's definitely saying life sucks. Everything sucks.
0: It's a lie. Whatever you think is going to happen is a lie. It's like this crushing message of the futility of hope. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's so beautifully done, because, like, you want to believe that it's going to work out.
1: Well, you want to believe, but, like, you tell you... So many times. <laughs> like, he tells you throughout the film that it's not going to work out like that, and he tells you visually, too, because it's... Well, for a couple things. First, the visual storytelling. The final shot is uh, of the window, because they live in this, like, so, sort of half-basement suite. It's, like, this little crappy apartment that's, like, uh, maybe a half-level underground, and they have these windows that face the street. They very clearly represent hope and their desire to like for upward movement, you know, make Mm. more money move up in society. That's like the kind of the symbolism there. And by the way, the basement underneath the house has no windows. So a little bit of more obvious undertones there throughout the film. They show you again and again, that there's no way these people are ever going to live in the same, like social strata, every single shot of them to get to these rich people's house, they have to go like this long, like mountainous uphill journey, you know, literally climbing up to them. <laughs> they're literally living underneath them. So that, that window, that like little tiny first step compared to that mountain to get up to where they were is kind of, you know, the visual storytelling of the movie telling you that they're this far underneath them. <laughs> and then if you think about it, that letter he writes, he writes a letter to his dad, right? Yeah. There is functionally no way that letter is ever going exactly, to Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's just like this terrible self-conceit that there is some hope in the future when there is none. <laughs> there is none, yeah. There is no hope. I love how depressing the movie is, though. Yeah. Like, of course. Like <laughs> just like...
0: There is no hope. Yeah, there's no hope. Some people don't want to get that message. They'll refuse it because they want to have hope. They want to believe that it'll work out. So they're like clinging to this ending as, oh, things will work out. I'm like, oh, you're just lying to yourself, guys. You know, you know what's true. It's definitely not going to work out. It's not going to work out. But yeah, oh, that was such a crushing ending because it raises your hopes a little bit. And then it, it immediately crushes them down to the ground because you know it's not going to happen i don't know i feel like that's so i I think that's the feeling that a lot of people feel today so i think it's very relevant in that they look at their station in life and it's kind of like i can't ever i can't ever get out of this place i want to and i think i i might be able to but realistically speaking probably not and yeah. it's just i don't know relatable yeah
1: i think a lot of his films are about classism though and yeah Ray it is similar <laughs> Yeah, Snowpiercer in particular. Literally literally trains. Snowpiercer gave me a much better appreciation for this film. Because while I enjoyed Snowpiercer, that was a little bit too far towards caricature. Yeah. It was a a little bit too overwrought. I I liked it, but it was like, as, as obvious as Parasite is, Snowpiercer was like, This is about
0: clericism,
1: you get it? Just like holding you down in your seat and just slapping you across the face. <laughs> Classism.
0: Yeah, with the Classism. big fish. Or sticking your arm outside the train and then uh, it's gone. Yeah. That's all you get.
1: I mean, I, I like the film. It's very interesting. But it's just like,
0: man. Like two things that stuck out for me for Snowpiercer was uh, the fact that they were all grossed out by eating cockroaches. And I'm like... I mean, if you're, like, faced with starving to death and eating ground-up cockroaches, I think I would eat the cockroaches.
1: I would like, definitely take the cockroaches. Yeah.
0: Like at, at a certain point, I might refuse to eat it on, like, principle, but once, you know, you're starving to death, I'm like, just give it to me. I'm like, ah! It's, you know? Another thing I stuck <laughs> out to me, it's like, lord of little children to fix the train, I'm just wondering what they're doing, like, what they eat, like, how do they go to the bathroom. You know, I'm just, the life of a train boy
1: this is part of the weird logic of the like all of his movies operate off some weird logic which is why i i think this is my favorite film of bong joon ho is that it just operates under real world logic yeah. you don't have to really take any any little leaps of faith
0: so you yeah, yeah.
1: you have so many questions you're like how does this train operate yeah where, do, like where, the where is the kids. food coming from where yeah. do people sleep <laughs> Why do the little kids just live in this tiny compartment? Do they live there exactly. their whole lives?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know. What happens when they get too big and they can't crawl out anymore? They just die in there?
1: They just die and they pull the corpse out?
0: Yeah, or just leave them in there and like you eat, you eat them. That's your food. Take his clothes too. Parasite
1: is definitely my favorite film of his. Although, I have to emphasize, I do enjoy all of them. Yeah. They're all interesting visions. I haven't seen Okja. I think that's the only one I've not seen. And... Oh, did he do Mother? Was he did Mother, as well? yeah. Okay, I have to watch that as well. Okja and Mother.
0: The people want to know like some of his more well-known movies that if you want to check out. There's The Host, There's Mother, Snowpiercer, Okja, and Parasite. I want to check those out?
1: Yeah, very solid filmmaker. Yeah. All of them have varying strengths, I'd say, but all of yeah. them are
0: enjoyable. Okja, I didn't really think was like outstanding in. You're you're
1: telling me it's about a genetically engineered mega pig. Yeah, like
0: giant pig. I'm sold on this movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sold.
0: I did not feel attached to Okja, the giant pig. I wanted to eat her. She looked very tasty. She could feed an entire country. That's how big she was. I mean, I
1: think I already understand the entire film just from that core premise. It's about a giant super pig.
0: It's pretty obvious, the undertones, like the rest of his movies.
1: I mean,
0: it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It wasn't bad.
1: Anyway, uh, should we go closing thoughts? Anything else left to say?
0: I was just going to briefly touch on the editing. Uh, There's a video. I forgot who made it. He's basically a poor man's uh, every frame of painting. He goes over the montage scene and why it's one of the best examples of, of editing that you can get. And that short montage where they try to get the housemaid kicked out is incredible. Like, there's parallel scenes. There's a scene where they're going up an escalator. They repeat the same scene while they're climbing up the stairs later. It begins with them putting hot sauce on a pizza. And then later, they try to uh, tell the mother that the housemaid has pneumonia. And then, like, you don't want to have her around her son because she'll get him sick. And then how they convince it is that she's allergic, allergic to peaches. So they put peach fuzz on her, and then he opens a packet of hot sauce and puts it on a tissue in the garbage can, and then he holds it up to the mother with this face, this oh no face, and I was like, oh, you got me sold there. This is so good. <laughs> um, it's just, it's so good, right? so funny. It's so funny too, and, and like uh, every, every minute, every second has a purpose, every scene has a purpose. There's just nothing wasted. It just keeps going at the same pace. We talked about earlier in Rise of Skywalker where you mentioned, uh, you know, they try to run, they fall down, and they repeat the same thing over and over again. Parasite is a great example of, of them taking a, a light jog throughout the entire movie and then breaking out into a sprint at the very end. And this is how you're supposed to do it, J.J. Abrams.
1: Yeah, the pacing of the film was pretty wonderful. There's like this rising tension throughout and you and I appreciate that. I appreciate that yeah definitely. That's pretty much it alright. Yeah uh, not a lot of not a lot of complaints really I'm gonna complain about the panties that was kind of gross
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: It's kind of gross yeah <laughs> and then uh. <laughs> oh man Anyway, the premise is that they're trying to get the driver of this family fired. So the sister leaves her panties in the car. She's getting driven home and she pulls off on the spot, pulls off her panties and like stuffs them under the seat. For, for the guy to find and he finds them, he just picks them up. And then, and then in the scene, it's just this little oh he finds them, he looks at them, he's like, What are these? And then he's like and he's like, Oh, they're panties, and then he sniffs them. And I'm like <laughs>
0: why would you smell it <laughs> oh man oh man it's so
1: gross but yeah. at the same time kind of wonderful
0: they're, they're pervs
1: <laughs> I cracked up I was like everybody's a perv
0: Yeah, and then a there's perv. a
1: call back to it later on when yeah. they're getting it off the couch it's like oh do you stuff those panties like, oh. why
0: would you keep that it's so gross
1: it's so gross anyway closing thoughts enjoyable film man this this year was pretty stacked as far as yeah. good films go there were a lot of great films and it had a lot of competition in best film but i think it i think i generally agree with the decision that it won best picture mm. i don't i don't always agree with the academy i think the oscars in general are kind of phony bs
0: yeah, for lack like yeah. of a
1: better word but uh parasite was a great film and i think it. it definitely definitely deserved a win here definitely the one best picture best director and best foreign film i guess i guess that's kind of a given though because the one best picture I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how the deliberations went there it's like well this is the best picture well that kind of default makes it the best foreign film too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's like, redundant it. <laughs> you know like
1: damn it Well, originally that that category was made because a foreign film had never won Best Picture, so it was Uh, kind of way to give it more recognition. Like a kudos. They're they're like, "Ah, double win, (laughs) one victory by default. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I can recommend this film. I would definitely not recommend it to children. I don't know why you would have kids watch
0: this movie. Don't have kids watch it.
1: Yeah, it's it's like, it's kind of distressing in many ways. Very interesting characters, though. Uh, again, very well shot, very well edited. And I, I would say well acted. I, I'm not going to be the best judge again. I don't speak Korean, so a lot of the subtlety is going to be lost on me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great film. I will give this film... Oh, boy. That's tough. I want, I want to give it a nine nine suicide squads.
0: Oh, really? Okay. It's very
1: good. It's very, very good. fun. How about you, Sam?
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's a great film. I, I like how we intentionally left a lot of the details out because I still want people to experience it for the first time when they watch the movie. So we didn't really go into the, the minutiae of it. But um, hey, uh, I, like everything about this film is pretty solid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 10. 10 I, suicide yeah. squads. Wow, it's uh, it's 10 times better. It's like if I compare this to Suicide Squad, it makes Suicide Squad look like a, a kid drew a picture with a crayon, like a crappy drawing.
1: It's like a, it's like a film student film, <laughs>
0: yeah, by not a
1: very good film student,
0: <laughs> yep, like in high school or something, you know, like that scene in Hyoka, like oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah. laughs> Like that too, like a, a masterpiece. Like this is honestly like a lot of. I'm really sad that it didn't win best editing because the editing on this is top notch. Like every scene, when the camera moves, man. Like okay, yeah. Uh, just, just go watch it again if you're. Don't show it to kids. <laughs> but don't or wait, go definitely check it out. show it to kids. Uh, yeah, if you want to scar them, <laughs> show like, them how boy. society sucks from it early age. Show that everyone's no hope. Curves. Everything sucks. Everyone's everything sucks, and there's a uh, creepy man living in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: give children more reason to be scared of the basement.
0: Yep, yeah. Oh like I'm never gosh. going in there. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add? I believe
1: that. Hey, I gotta look this Kong, up.
0: Kang Ho Song is the dad. Ho Song yeah. Kang
1: Ho. Yeah, I think he's collaborated with Bong Joon Ho on every single one of his films.
0: I think so. He he was also in the good, the bad, and the weird, which is also one of I like that movie. If you want to watch, oh, it. we
1: should we should definitely talk about that film. Really, I spaghetti it.
0: western? Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was a, it wasn't a spaghetti western. It was a kimchi western.
0: Okay, kimchi western. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Western. It was really uh, heavy on the kimchi. There were no meatballs in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it was a wonderful film. I, I really like I really like him as an actor. How he, there's this. Again, it's a great collaboration with Bong Joon-ho because they both have this desire to, like, push the edges of absurdity mm-hmm. with his performance and with, like, the situations he writes into his scripts. And I, I like that. It doesn't always work, but I appreciate it.
0: I think, like, he got better and better over time and, like, it culminated in this masterpiece with Parasite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can see it. Like, you can see the progress.
1: Anyway, I guess I guess we'll have to... Uh...
0: there's a scene where there's a a drunk man pissing and he's like fighting with his pee the son and father come out with water to try to get him away and it's just like peeing at them and the daughter is filming it on camera i'm like why (laughs) why this is like the high point in their life you know yeah it's like a old fighting an old man peeing near their house i can relate to this A little bit.
1: I can relate to this. Fighting with pe- guys peeing everywhere.
0: Mm. Uh, that's kind of scary. I can't. I'm um, Thankfully, I can't.
1: Well, I mean, it happens in Chinatown.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, are they drunk? Day drinking? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Am I, wait, does that happen in Japan and Korea? Because people drink all the time. Um,
1: I mean, it used to happen in Japan a lot. There's, this, there's an area in Shinjuku called Piss Alley.
0: Are you serious? Is so there pe- people peeing?
1: I mean, it's no longer an issue having wow. having uh, very recently been there, <laughs> because it, it used to be this area where um, it's just a bunch of little little shops that set up and sell like food, like yakitori, like the mm-hmm. and, and some other stuff, and and like lots of alcohol, and all the businessmen would go and get super piss wasted there, and because there's no bathrooms, <laughs> they just go and piss outside, but now there's bathrooms. Okay. tldr there's bathrooms now i know because i recently went there and had to pee i'm like, mm. I I'm walked like oh outside.
0: darn it you you were disappointed
1: <laughs> yeah i walked outside and like kind of like peered down the alley and I saw a little sign for a bathroom i'm like oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> so there there uh, are in fact bathrooms now i'm not sure i, I was in uh i think it's called Omoire Yokoto, which I, mm-hmm. I believe that's generally referred to as Piss LA. There's another, there's another, there's two very famous drinking spots in Shinjuku. That's one, and the other one is uh, Golden Guy, which is this big, like, it's tough to describe. It's it's like stepping 50 years back in time <laughs> mm-hmm. and then going, getting, uh, getting super drunk there. All the buildings are like almost derelict and super old, and it's like a bunch of bars
0: it just soaked yeah. in piss.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I did not go drinking there, but I did go to uh, Piss Alley, which is literally alleys of restaurants like this. And gotcha. a little bit, of, little bit of a tangent. They kind of look like this, like how their house is in this film, but like it's even narrower. Mm. Okay, okay. It's like enough space for maybe two people to walk down side by side. Anyway.
0: All right. Good film. Good film, yeah. Check it <laughs> out. Film. I think, I don't believe, don't hype it too much, but it's an incredibly well-made film. I, I think arguments can be made for that, even if it's not up to your taste. I don't think,
1: despite how much I'm talking of this film, I don't think it's my movie of the year, but I think it might be
0: the best made movie of the year. Yeah, exactly, my feeling. Exactly and I my definitely feeling. enjoyed
1: it very much. Uh, we can do another podcast with a movie roundup for 2019. Maybe some point. Maybe by by July. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I still have to watch Jojo Rabbit.
1: 2019 was a great year for movies.
0: Anyway. Anyways. This has been episode 25 of the Pointy Hatcast covering Parasite. Thank you for listening in. Write to us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Once again, the email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Catch you guys next time.
1: Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.